come home to you, Sam. Do you know how New England welcomed us home? Oh, I know how. Do, would you? <laughs> is that something that you'd like to share with everyone? It is, but I just ran up the stairs and I'm out of breath. <laughs> <laughs> we have like three stairs. <laughs> Well, no, to be fair, we have probably a t- full total of 14 stairs. Yeah. And I ran up them. I was like, oh, before we start the podcast, I got to get water. Boop. I ran downstairs and then booped back up. But it was a bad idea. Because then I was like trying to prove something. And I was like, start it. Start it right now. Start recording. And then realized I couldn't breathe. And I probably should have just taken a moment. You know, we've been off for a week and you seemed real excited to record. We were in Las Vegas. <laughs> Viva Las Vegas. Listen, listen. We were Ow! like we're like eight seconds into the podcast, and you've already like you pro- started a story oh, yeah. and just abandoned it fully. <laughs> well, is, is this a thing you'd like to finish? A thought that you'd okay, like? Okay, to- so yes, we were in Las Vegas, and we'll explain why in a minute. And it was such an epic trip, and it was so much fun. But when we came back from Las Vegas, Nevada, to little old New Hampshire. We were greeted by five and a half feet of snow. <laughs> That's an exaggeration. Not really. Not Listen, we'll post up the photo of you standing outside of our front door, holding Junie in the middle of a snowstorm with the snowbank up to your shoulder. I was going to let you fill it in, but you looked confused. So I said shoulder because okay. it's true. It's up to your shoulders. Now, you are not valiantly tall. People, you are not that's known not, for your height. It's <laughs> not a term to describe height. Yes, it is. You can be like brave and valiant like a hero and then tall. So yes, it could work. And and listen, <laughs> it's not a dig in the nicest way possible. You're not known around these parts for your height. <laughs> okay, so, so so for those listeners... Oh, it's Miller time. No, it's bubbly time. And it is the, blueberry pomegranate today. For those listeners that are interested in facts, um, we did get... Three three proper feet of snow um, in our little town in New Hampshire. Um, in but, 24 hours. Yeah. It, it just went for it. It really... Like, we got home from Vegas. We were home for, like, one day, and then you were... I didn't even know. I didn't look at the weather or anything, and you were like, oh, just so you know, we're going to be stuck inside the house for the next three days, so I'm going to the grocery store. What do you want? Because I need to stock up. And I'm like, what do you mean we're going to be stuck in the house? Like, for three days. I don't understand where this is coming from. And then suddenly, I checked the weather. And Father Winter drops a storm on us. And it was a, literally, I have never in my entire human existence seen this much snow come out of the sky. Ever. It, ha- it went for like 36 full hours. Close, maybe like 40 full hours straight. Non-stop. Yeah, it was it was probably the most amount of snow I've ever seen in such a short amount of time. Um, so so yeah, so we got three feet of snow, but there were drifts, and with the uh, the plow kind of pushing up, you know, uh, little hills of snow, we do have at least one uh, bunch of snow right outside our front door that is a proper seven foot tall 100%. hill of snow it's like incredible you take Junie out and i see your little head disappear into the snow and then you're fully gone you're fully gone at one point i wanted to test the height of the snow that was building up outside with Junie and say like okay Junie, go ahead and go pee out there and then like just drop her in it and see if she can make it but you said that that was abuse and that she would suffocate <laughs> yeah because it's not frozen snow it's not it's not ice it's wet 
like sinky snow That's true. so and she only has three legs so it's already hard for her to like walk through snow yes. so we did not try it we tried it with ourselves instead i threw my body into it uh just to test the height but the thing is yeah we got three feet like a freshly fallen snow within seriously like 24 hours i mean mm-hmm. it did snow for like 40 hours but i swear the accumulation happened within like one day <laughs> and we already had like t- at least two feet on the ground at that time welcome to the weather podcast where we talk about the weather i know but this is historical listen this is historical. There was already, listen, there was already like two feet of snow on the ground, right? When we got home, like, which is so weird because our town that we live in in New Hampshire, we live at like a really high elevation in this town. We're really close to like uh, Mount Monadnock and like like kind of this like mountain range here in New Hampshire. Um, so we're kind of like really high compared to the town surrounding us. So the town surrounding us like drive like 25 minutes in any direction and they got like a little bit of rain <laughs> and we got three full feet of snow. It's so crazy. Yeah, I, w- I went to run some errands in, in Massachusetts today and it's only an, an, an hour away to where I was going and there was no snow on the ground at all. It was incredible. But it's so weird because like here it's debilitating to the point where the dogs can't even find a place to pee. And Junie's been peeing in the driveway. <laughs> like, on no, the- <laughs> to, listen, to be fair, I worked my butt off and I, I shoveled out a really nice figure eight for the dogs in the backyard. And they have a little a little snow fortress to, to run through and, and to do their business. And, and that's fine. Yeah, it's like a, f- a little figure eight. It's lovely. Wow. Did you just say? I said exactly that. Oh, wow. I, my what, brain a great, had, my- what a great addition. By the way, you sound very stuffed up. Oh, do I? You sound you sound like you're holding your nose and and speaking. Well, I was gonna say the the reason that I have a, a sounding I am sounding like this is thanks to that man in the airport standing in line behind me who was freaking losing his mind, coughing and sneezing, and I was so upset about it. In those moments, I was like, "What?" Like I was making such a scene about how upset I was about this guy who was clearly incredibly sick. And you're like, "Get out of the airport. Like get out of a public space. You are a jerk. You are a monster of a human being. Don't do that. Like if you're that sick, don't go out into public." Listen, I realize that we all have places to be and all that but like post pandemic it's just not acceptable so anyway i always have a mask like on me somewhere so i pulled out a mask at n95 like with a little clippy thing on the nose to like really try to block out like all the you know air and i did like pull it out and like wear it for quite a while but i think i like noticed too late i i, I really think it was that man i really do in my heart of hearts I think it was that man because I said to Sam, if I don't get sick from this, it will be a freaking miracle of a lifetime because there's no way. He's like sneezing on me. There's no way. Well, so of course, like clockwork, like four to five days after I see the sneezing man, what happens to me? I get sneezy boys club and I get sick. But we have now tested for the Rona twice and it is not COVID. So that is the good news. But I will say... That it's not enjoyable either way. I yeah. think it's just a cold, but it's not enjoyable. It's just a cold. Welcome to the Sneezy Boys Club. That's right. <laughs> yep. As they say. It is. So yes, that is why I sound like this. It's like almost a miracle yeah. for me Hi, to fly. It's Kayla Grant. Welcome to Adventures in Dog Photography, where I'm going to talk about the snow for 45 minutes, and you can listen to my voice sound just like this. Actually, you also sound kind of like Natasha Leone with your with your raspy voice. Yeah, no, she's got like a... But she's got a low voice. Low. Yes. And with like a Jersey accent. Isn't yeah. Isn't that like a nice like Jersey thing she's got going on there? A little New York, New Jersey accent. Yeah, no, so... um. 
Yep, that's happening for me. It's not been ideal, but I'm surviving. I am. It's snowy and I can't go anywhere anyway because there's so much GD snow outside of my door. <laughs> so it's okay. If I was going to get sick anytime, I suppose it's good. But literally, it's a miracle if I fly and don't get sick. Seriously, isn't that true? Like, when haven't I gotten off a plane and up and freaking destroyed in every way? Yeah, you get rocked pretty good. And then we were in Las Vegas, which we'll talk about, and it's also very dry there. So you, like an infant, need a humidifier yes. with you at all times. Yes. So, I did bring a humidifier, but it was only like a little tiny travel one. And the question. tiny travel one puts out almost no vapor. How many humidifiers do we own? Seven, six. It's, 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 six or, it's six or seven humidifiers of varying uh, powers yes. and sizes. And and like what kinds of humid come out of them. You know yes. what I mean? Like cold, humid. Actually, I think you're not supposed to do like warm, humidity or humidity, humidity, yeah, yeah. humidity air anymore. Because I think they like figured out that warm humidifiers like really harbor a lot of like germs and can make you really sick. Because like germs thrive in a warm, like wet environment. So I'm pretty sure you don't do those ones anymore. But we have the cool mist. And one of them, a big tall boy that I keep by the bed, you got me. And who gifted it to you? Uh, yes, Michael Jackson. <laughs> Michael Jackson gave you a humidifier that you then gave to me. Yes. It's so uh, nice. Kaylee's favorite slot machine <laughs> at the old Mohegan Sun in Connecticut is the Michael Jackson slot machine. Uh, and, and, Listen, we don't have the rights to that song. Well, also, we, my version of it is um, a slightly different. It's different enough not to get sued. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. Michael Jackson has passed away. He's not going to come out. Oh, so me. he can't personally sue you. <laughs> right. Yeah. This was, this was the one time where we, where Kaylee, her favorite thing with the slot machines, and I'm sure you'll see her do this at Shutterhound during her free time, is to, to play the penny slots and she just wants to play a mini game. She has no interest in winning money. So we were playing the Michael Jackson slot machine at the lowest bet, of course. And um, she said something to me that was that was kind of rude. And I looked her right in the eye, yeah, yeah, and yeah. I hit the max bet button. That's which like I, my nightmare. Which the I max know is bet. which I know is her nightmare. <laughs> but but then we won four hundred bucks, and then I used the money to buy her a fancy humidifier, so she didn't die during the night. So you really got me. Yeah. <laughs> with that max bet. Listen, I could have spent it on self things true, true, true. but i spent it on on your ability to breathe listen we didn't do a podcast last week does it yeah. feel like it's been a million years since it, we've had actually, a podcast it really doesn't i really like missed i missed like checking in with everyone and stuff so guys really sorry to miss a week it's the first time we've ever really missed a full week i know there's been a few episodes a couple that have been like late a couple days late but we've never actually missed a week since we started so really sorry about that but thank you for your patience and for bearing with us because we were out in las vegas i was uh speaking at wppi which is if you don't know if you're a photographer you probably know what that is but just in case you don't know it is i believe it stands for the wedding and portrait photographers international i was going to ask you that because I legitimately didn't know. I think that's what that, it is. But that sounds right because it does have a lot to do with wedding and portrait photography. Yeah, yeah. And then there's you <laughs> and you're at a party and somebody looks you in the face and they say, what do you think about dogs or something? And you said, I photograph them. How does this theme song go? It's been a long time since we've <laughs> no, done actually, a podcast. it's funny you say that because I was like, I was out there, I was speaking for Canon, which was so cool. And uh, they were having me like do a live demo on the, like at their, their can on the Canon stage at the trade show floor. And I was like kind of writing my, you know, little presentation that I was going to give. And, and most of it's off the cuff, right? Because it's like a live demo. You just got to do whatever the dog's going to do. But I was like, all right, Sam, how, how about this? I, when I get up there, I really want to introduce myself, right? Because this isn't like 
my typical conference. Like this is a wedding photography conference, which is not, they don't expect to see a dog photographer. So in this like case, there may be people that just don't know, you know, who I am or what I do or that dog photography is a thing. So I'm going to start by introducing myself. And I was like, um, all right, Sam. So this is how I'm going to start. So you go to a party and people say, what do you do for a job? Well, I look them right in the eye and I say that I photograph dogs. And, you know, people sometimes don't believe that this is an actual profession. But man, look in your dog's eyes and tell me that you don't get cute aggression. And then I bust out a guitar and I rip a solo. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, you know, so that joke didn't really go over so well. Even though you guys aren't in the room with me here, I can feel the silence. Well, that, which is why I told you to not to <laughs> no, do it. No, of course I wasn't going to do it. But I was just, I was giving you a little jab, a little funny jab when I gave you my pretend presentation. I just did the theme song. Really which technically funny. could work to introduce myself, right? To people, it could technically work. Yes. Also, let's let's let people in on, on the behind the scenes of this. Like you weirdly get nervous before you do anything that is like slightly different than what you've done before. <laughs> yeah. It's, true. it's crazy because you've done a million talks. You've, you've talked in front of much bigger crowds and everything. But you're like, but this is a slightly different type well. of talk. And so you're super nervous. And I'm trying to sleep at like you know it's like one o'clock in the morning i'm trying to sleep before the presentation and you're just you're standing up in the room and you're staring at me and you're going <laughs> hi i'm kaylee greer and and you're and you're practicing your presentation on me while i have one eye open and, like, and one eye closed gestures, like i was doing gestures like big hand gestures i'm like hi and you're you're like yeah yeah it's good it's good i'm like no but is it really good or are you just trying to go to sleep and it can be both of those things yeah i know seriously but um no it went really good but the thing was i i I don't know. I was like nervous about the live like dog photography demonstration part of it, which was going to be in, you know, on a trade show floor with thousands of people running around everywhere. There's it's a noisy. Lo- there's it's, a lot there's of people. Lo- it's noisy. Yeah. You got st- you got something to say there, Haddix? Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They they. <laughs> Sorry, that was awkward timing because I was speaking and then you spoke over me and then I got nervous. So oh I my goodness. Could you imagine a world in which I spoke over you? Honestly, I genuinely can't. It is Un- not really in your personality. Unprecedented. To do that. No, I but know. I figure you're it bold. might be. You're feeling bold. But tonight. it might be the only way that I can get a word in edgewise. Listen, so. you are wearing a tank top tonight that is so revealing. It is not workplace appropriate. I will say. <laughs> I guess it depends on the workplace. I suppose if one nipple out in the workplace <laughs> is allowed, then we are good. Listen. It's all good by me. The one nipple <laughs> is out. So you decided to punish me for talking over you by just derailing the conversation. <laughs> yeah, but is that a punishment for you or is it a punishment for me? Because now I have to figure out what I was saying. Hold on, let me go back. But you do look nice in your tank top, by Thank the way. Thank you. We were talking about how noisy the, the <clears throat> trade show floor is and how it's not the ideal setting for a dog photo shoot. Yeah, so that's what I was nervous about is the fact that it was so... You know, there's so much energy, there's so much noise, there's so many smells, there's so much motion, you know, going on on like a trade show floor with like thousands of people at it. I was just nervous of, you know, kind of how the dogs would be able to handle that and perform. Because even if I got dogs that were vetted for like, the you know, using lighting and wide angle lenses and being really good at sitting and staying, like I can't quite know how they're going to do 
like in an arena like that. You know what I mean? Like they might shut down. They might get really nervous. They get spooked. Like there was a, you know, there's a cannon stages and, you know, on one end and then on the other end, there's other, you know, all the other like camera manufacturers and they all have their stages and they all have like loud microphones. And, you know, so there's just, there's a lot. Like if, you know, you're presenting, but there's also other people presenting and it's just, it's okay. It's just not ideal in that way for dog photography, you know, because all these other speakers have models, like human being models, right? Where they can just be like, all right, like stand there, turn your face slightly this way, you know, let's add the light on this side. Like, it's not really like that with dog photography. So, um, and I knew it was Canon's first time, like really featuring, you know, a dog photographer. Uh, so, so I was just, you know, I knew that they kind of had no idea what to expect and I really wanted to make sure that they knew that this is something that is like manageable and something that we can do like going forward for sure you know what I mean so uh that's I was just nervous about that I I got the most incredible dogs and I was really grateful for that I was able to source some like beautiful dog models that like absolutely rocked it but I just wasn't sure how that was gonna go plus I mean to be fair the other thing is I'm not a studio dog photographer you know what I mean like I'm not known for shooting dogs indoors on a backdrop, you know, and the set, like the stage was beautiful. It was set so beautifully with like wooden palettes and all these beautiful like fairy lights, which created like bokeh, but it's still not really my look, you know? So um, it was really about being able to teach people about kind of the techniques of dog photography when it comes to dealing with body language and behavior and positive reinforcement and getting dogs to look at the camera and how you do that and you know um instead of really the actual look or the kind of technique of the art of the photography because while the photos came out great they're just not really indicative of my style so there was all that swirling in my head that night before when you didn't want to listen to me and just wanted to go to sleep yeah. And, and, and so, you know, with the presentation, it's it's like you said, it's it's all about working with the dogs and it's not necessarily about like, this is how you change your aperture on the camera. Like it's it's that's such a small part about what we do is like those camera settings and things like that. So we, we did concentrate on that presentation on just showing people like, here's how we work with the dog. Here's how we get them to look. Here's how we get an expression. And then, you know, what to look for in terms of giving the dogs breaks. And you did have three really great models lined up. We, we used two of them. One was a, was a, a total backup, you know, model just in case. But do you want to tell everyone about Bootsy and Winston? I want to tell everyone about Bootsy and Winston, but I have to blow my nose. So I'm not going to do it in the mic. I'm going to run away down the hallway, blow my nose, and come right back. So uh, hold on the fort, Haddocks. Great. Okay, this is not this is not awkward. Oh, you can hear her. She's slamming doors. So, hey, welcome to Adventures in Dog Photography. I'll be your host, Sam Haddix. And today, oh, oh my God, she's slamming the door. She's back. Okay. When I blow my nose, I feel like my head's going to pop off. I feel so dizzy. I feel like a balloon. Like, I feel like I'm going to float away into space, into all of time and dissolute Dissolute? Can you just tell people Forever. about Bootsy? Bootsy is a miniature schnauzer. All right, do me another favor. And I need to what? remind you apparently every single podcast. Hey, why just, are you being mean? I'm not being mean. Just talk into the mic. I am. Yeah, you're you're bobbling around so I much can't and do the thing, okay? All you there's have to do a, there's a stick in front of my face. There's it's a, a mic stick. Yeah. And I can't see through it. I cross my eyes to try to look at you when I'm talking to you because the dang stick is in my face. So I want to move the mic. Okay. Move How it. How do I do it? To the other side. Swing it the other way. Okay. All right. And Turn you it like say that. What? And say what? And and just just don't move your head so much. I I like to move my head so much. 
We were watching a documentary last uh, night about my wrestlers. God, we're st- <laughs> Go ahead. Wrestlers traveling. Yeah. on the road i think it was called 350 days and what it was talking about is how wrestlers used to be on the road for 350 days a year but there was one interview in it with marty Jannetty, a wrestler from what the 80s yep and he they had him on like a for his interview like shot he was like on this really shallow depth of field yeah they, they shot him were- at like f 1.2 or <laughs> something did, for yeah. some reason and he kept freaking bobbling around left and right and forward and backward and they'd lose focus on him every 1.2 seconds and i was like that's like me that reminds me of me because i like to bobble when i talk yep. so i felt really close to Mar- marty Janetti in those moments you know he admitted to killing a man at some point Wait, i'm so sorry what <laughs> are you serious yeah, there's an interview with him where he very casually admits to killing a man and as far as i know there's been no repercussions Wait, from it do you mean like will- in the wrestling ring no i mean in 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 life just look it up in the meantime will you please tell us about bootsy i told you bootsy is a miniature schnauzer you, you said nothing else me. about bootsy i know but i was saying it and you're like don't don't move your head boop 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 so really you derailed us in that in that case but bootsy is a miniature schnauzer and he's got the most beautiful like little short haircut so he kind of doesn't even really look like fully a schnauzer to me he kind of looks like a little mix like a little mixy boy, but he is, I guess, like a full miniature schnauzer, and he is delightful. He has a little tiny snaggle tooth. Um, Bootsy, let's see, how did I find him? A friend of mine who is a dog photographer in Las Vegas. Shout out to Nicole. Nicole, thank you so much. She- yeah, how do you pronounce Nicole's last name? Uh, why would you do that to me? Because <laughs> I can't do yeah, it. Wow. I'm sorry. Sam Wait. specifically just called me out because he knew that the reason I said Nicole only is because <laughs> her last name is. Quite literally impossible to pronounce. <laughs> Quite literally. And so he took the moment to watch for this weakness in me and then like exploit it as hard as he could while I'm sick, while I'm trying to pull out all t- bits of energy from the entirety of my body to put together to be here for you on this podcast. And Sam specifically is delighting in my pain. Nicole, we appreciate you and all of your help. Oh, we simply can't pronounce your last name. Should we spell it? Her, her, her stick. I mean, her. it must be like, I don't know, Polish? I don't know. It's something, there's some whys and places you wouldn't expect and, and right, a couple. I'll spell it. Hold All on, right. I gotta look up how it's spelled. H-R-U-S-T-Y-K. I mean, in English, it just, those letters don't really go together. <laughs> I mean, S-T-Y-K could be stick, right? Yeah, but then H-R-U, I'm not really sure. Hru? Hru stick? Maybe. So, something anyway, like that. If you, Nicole, if you're listening, come and uh, give us a, an earful <laughs> about how offended you are that we just totally destroyed your name. Which, by the way, this didn't even have to go there, but Sam specifically wanted to take this detour, so we did. Thank you, Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, she's lovely, and she hooked us up with Bootsy because I said to her, I knew that I already had my other dog model booked, which I'll get to in a minute, but the other dog is a big dog, a very large breed. So I wanted a small dog as well to kind of show the differences between, you know, working with a really big dog and then also a really small dog or a smaller breed in general to, you know, there's kind of different things that you can do with dogs of different sizes. You know, and if you guys are dog photographers listening to this, then you know, like with little dogs, you can like put them up on things and kind of do some different stuff than you could with a dog that's kind of huge. You know what I mean? So anyway, that was the point. So I asked Nicole if she knew any like really like fantastic, like totally bomb proof, well-trained small dogs. And she's like, you know, my dog does uh, this like some sort of racing, right? Some sort of dog racing, agility yeah. racing thing. Um, she's like, my dog does 
racing with this little schnauzer bootsy and <laughs> she sent me his picture and i was like oh my god he's incredible and then they uh, she hooked me up with his owner who is just the most like darling human being on planet earth i love this guy so much and his connection with his dog bootsy is the most beautiful thing i've ever seen it makes me want to cry they are so in love with each other um this guy todd and and his dog so that was lovely. So Bootsy uh, rocked it. And then and he had a great head tilt, too, which was was big for me because I wanted to show, you know, non dog photographer people, you know, like what it means to elicit an expression and why that looks so much better when, you, you know, kind of you elicit a beautiful expression, an intentional expression rather than, um, you know, just kind of taking a snap of a dog as they sit there without much interest in you, you know. So he had a good head tilt. So that was good. And then uh, our other dog model was Winston the Afghan hound. And I thought, man, Afghan hounds are so flipping beautiful and are kind of such a spectacle in and of themselves that I think it would be a cool thing for the, you know, the stage on the trade show because it'll be so eye-catching just to see an Afghan hound. Um, so Winston was there with his sister, Princess Cookie, who is also an Afghan hound. Uh, but she was my backup because I know Princess Cookie. I photographed her before up in Lake Tahoe, actually. And she... Um, was an awesome model. She was great, but I wanted to try... Winston's kind of a newer addition to the family. I hadn't met him yet, and he is really beautiful colors. Um, and also, w I hadn't photographed him yet, so I thought it would be cool to use him. So we used Winston, and the Princess Cookie was there on site as a backup. And um, a fun fact, by the way, Winston did fantastic. He did super great, so we didn't have to bring in the backup. But on the way out of the trade show, we were walking out, and we're walking with Winston and Princess Cookie, and Bootsy was somewhere around, but um, we were mainly with the Afghan hounds on the way out. And Princess Cookie took a huge, nice, what Sam has now referred to as a princess cookie <laughs> she, on the floor. She, she left a nice cookie on the floor. Um, but but what, what was great is she has very responsible dog parents who cleaned it up within milliseconds. But her poop <laughs> on the floor was impressive. It was like a small horse. It was substantial. <laughs> But I'm really glad that no, none of the dogs pooped while I was, you know, like yeah, we uh, educating. Were, we were, live. you know, prepared for the worst, um, but but we got the best out of all the dogs. You know, we had three just in case. One had a total freak out and, and just wasn't working. But, you know, both dogs did great. We we did, what, 20 minutes with Bootsy and then 20 minutes with uh, with Winston. And it was yeah, great. Yeah, we only had an hour, which is really short for me. But, yeah, so that's what we ended up doing is, you know, intro, 20 minutes, 20 minutes, Q&A. Yeah, and it was great because you got to show some different things with the different dogs. You get to show how you put put Bootsy up on something. Uh, also, Bootsy uh, doesn't really work for a treat so much because he's kind of got a, a little sensitive tummy. So it was great to, to show how he would work for a couple minutes of play with a toy or a couple seconds of play with a toy. And then when we swapped and we got Winston in there, uh, we had him posting up on an Apple box. And it was great because he would work for, for treats. So we got to show just the difference between... Big dog and small dog, one that will work for toys, one that will work for treats. And, uh, you know, we just kind of prepped it with uh, by saying that each dog is a puzzle. And you just got to figure out how to work with that particular dog. And we're going to do it all together as a big group live in front of a bunch of reps from Canon. So no pressure. <laughs> no and pressure, all, right? all, all while you're tethered to a screen that the whole trade show can see. You kind of feel naked in front of a crowd when you realize that people are kind of watching every single step of that process. But that's okay because as an educator, I'm thrilled to share that with people because it works for me. So if it works for them too, then uh, that's that's great and I want to help them out. But um, yeah, I guess what you're trying to say is that I don't like spray and pray. I don't do that. No, you need to be open to improvisation. 
for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm cool with that. I'm comfortable with that. Yeah. It's like you're it's like you're a jazz player and you're playing the upright bass. That's, that's what it sounds like. Was that jazz? <laughs> that that <laughs> Was that scatting? It yeah. Remember one time we went to Easter brunch with my nana? Mm-hmm. Sweet Nana, remembering Nana always. Now Nana's not longer with us. Let, let me shout out to Nana. Nana, shout out. Nana made the first investment in my business ever. Do you remember this? I do. In 2010, 2009, 2010? 2010 or 11, yeah. She said, I want to invest in your business. And she believed in me from the very first moment back when I was taking photos that were so blurry and so bad that there was no hope for me in the universe (laughs) but she wanted to make an investment so i think she gave me like half the money towards a laptop or something so i could buy a laptop for the business and that was so special to me so shout out to nana shout out to all the supportive nanas and grandmas in the world Mm -hmm. we're so lucky to have them um but uh what was oh so we went to easter brunch with her remember and we got (laughs) fancy hats we bought fancy hats we went to the hat store Fancy Easter hats. The haberdashery. Yeah, yeah. Basically, we did. Remember? In Cambridge. Yes. And then it was, we went to brunch and there was like a live band, but it was a scat band. Yeah, you were so excited. And it was like, boop-bop, boop, boop-bop, boop-bop, skibbity-bop, skibbity-boop. You know, it's funny because I, I went to college where like they actually teach that to, to singers. <laughs> what, what are they teaching though? They'd say like, say a syllable, quick. Well, <laughs> listen, I was not a vocal major, but but yes, it's the ability to to improvise without the the need for words that go along with it using oh. your instrument which would be your voice oh that's kind of interesting so you take like the language part out of it and you focus on just like the like expression of your the tone of your voice or something yeah it's like it's like all right you need to you need to like improvise a solo that's in dorian over these like two fives or something what like in that the world are you it's saying bun- there's a bunch of jazz jazz terms okay um but instead of having a guitar or or, or bass or whatever it's just like you just have your voice so you need to know how to pull those notes out and it doesn't you don't have to randomly also come up with words at the same time so you just do a bunch of squee bops but i would feel feel better coming up with words like squee bops are much harder <laughs> i think i don't know can you give us a sampling of a good squee bop no yeah you can no you, absolutely you do it not all the time and it's way better than mine listen can we talk about dog photography <clears throat> Do you want to talk about dog photography? I because feel I feel like the people listening might be interested in dog photography. Can I at least say one thing? Just go for it. And this is about Shutterhound because I'm so excited, and I can save it for after the the photo part if you want. No, let's do it now before you forget and never talk about well, it. What it is is that we just announced another speaker, and I am like freaking over the moon mm-hmm. about this. I can't I can't believe this. I I truly can't believe it. We just announced our. 13 12th 12th speaker 12th speaker yep um and i think the last podcast we we did with you guys or for you guys we were talking about andrew knapp Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and he's brilliant and amazing and i can't wait to meet him um but the last the previous speaker that we just announced fresh off the press head off the presses is carly davidson who is an unbelievable studio dog photographer, who is one of my personal idols in this industry, uh, one of my photography heroes. She's definitely the type of person that I wasn't sure I would ever get like a call back from (laughs) because she's kind of, you know, like a big deal. And she's had she's had eight uh, best selling books two New York Times best selling books. 
Uh, they're mostly, I think she's got a bit of a range now, but the original books that she became like extremely successful with and known for are those uh, featuring her Shake series. And you may or may not know her name like individually specifically, but you will, if you're a dog photographer, you know the Shake series. Yeah, she's got Shake dogs shake puppies shake cats yes am i missing anything no i think that's it for shake oh and then there's like a um uh there's like a children's book like shake shake well oh shake wiggle and roll shake wiggle and roll yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and she has uh a number of other titles so anyway just give it a look look give it a look up on the amazons or um, just go to shutterhoundconference.com and scroll down to her instructor page because they're all there as well and i think you linked them all too didn't you all her books yeah um well uh or was that and, and just in the email that you sent that was just in our a little newsletter oh, okay. yeah you but like I, all her books i will link and she's I, got a lot of books so she, it's gonna take a lot of links i know and the same with andrew knapp he's got a lot of books too and i told him we would link his books so let's do that um but yeah yeah no so uh you will know these photos i mean these are photos of dogs in studio literally sh- mid shake and and i think typically like they're like shaking off water but she's you know capturing these like insane moments and expressions with these dogs shaking and their hair is going everywhere and there's little droplets millions of little droplets of water like frozen in the air all around the dogs it's just a freaking darling and it's like so easy to see why these things went like globally incredibly viral yeah the best is all the dogs that have the really loose skin and yeah. their skin's just <laughs> flapping all over the place. Um, I think she like really sourced dogs that had, you know, like flappy dogs for, for this. <laughs> so needed flappy dogs. <laughs> well, you know what they need is flaps of destiny. And flaps of destiny are really big, beautiful, fat jowls. <laughs> So I, I'm like so excited I can't breathe. Well, that could be the cold. But <laughs> yeah, that, that you're breathing fully through your mouth and yeah. you ran up the stairs 40 minutes ago. Um, so so yes, while, while we were in Las Vegas... I feel like we this was a pretty quick trip for us, but I feel like we did a lot of stuff in that in that time. You know, we had this class with Canon. We did the shoot at the Las Vegas sign, which we'll get into. We did a shoot with with Bootsy in front of the Mirage sign. Uh, and then we went out to dinner a couple times with some some great people, which is honestly, it's one of the best parts about going to a in-person conference like this is just the time that you get to spend like talking to people, like people that actually do the same thing that you do and can actually relate and, and talk about the same things that you deal with in your business on a, on a daily basis. I feel like the journey of a photographer or a creative person in general can be quite lonely, like when you're in your normal life, right? Because there are only so many people that get it. You know what I mean? Like you're, you, if you're lucky, like I am, your partner might be in the same industry, you know? Um, but if you, you know, have a partner or a family that where no one else is really into photography or anything creative or anything, um, yeah, sort of like that, then you might feel like, you know, a little lonely. Like you might have a friend here or there you can talk to about it. But for the most part, you're kind of on your own when you're thinking about the, you know, the daily struggles of a life as a creative professional. But when you get to these places, it's like, oh, my God, you see all your like people. You're with all your people. You just like you're reconnecting with all your friends your colleagues and everybody just gets it you know and so for us you know we see so many of our friends in the the creative space whether they're you know photographers educators you know photoshop trainers uh people who run you know like massive you know like instagram accounts or youtube channels or whatever we just saw so many of our like really super talented super creative friends and you leave like 
alight. You leave quite literally like buzzing, like your heart is buzzing because you feel so much opportunity. That is such a real thing, like being with a crowd of your people and the energy that that can bring. That is such a real thing because you go home so freaking like empowered and inspired and then you want to change everything. And I mean, I'm telling you, even though I've been sick, like even despite being sick and despite having five and a half feet of snow outside my door right now, since I got back from Vegas, I have been more productive than I had been in like the months leading up to it. You know what I mean? Because I'm so energized and inspired right now, like creatively and for my profession. So yes, that is a massive part of just being like in the energy of it all and the throng of like energy and light and magic and your people. And dog photography is, you know, dog photographers and dog photography as an industry is, you know, relatively small compared to even the bigger industry of portrait photography or weddings or whatever. So to find our people from all over the earth and gather together in one place is just going to be like the coolest feeling ever. Yeah, so. it was very it was very cool to to both see some old friends and then also to meet some new ones. Uh, we went out to dinner one night with our friend Unmesh who well, runs... It's funny because he just came up in the podcast recently. Yeah, well, I mean, he's... He's kind of a big deal. He um so he runs a YouTube channel called Pix Imperfect. You may have heard of it if you are at all interested in Photoshop. He's like the guy to learn from. And I and I told him the first time I met him, I was like, dude, not only like are your videos great and very in- informative, but you know how to teach, which is like so rare and he's such he's such a cool kid and we talked about him on, on i think the last podcast we talked about going to see share with him the, the last time we hung out which was now four years ago which was incredible but we finally got to see him again and go out to dinner and uh si- since we posted a, like a selfie with him like i got a bunch of messages being like oh my god is unmesh coming to shutterhound like well um, he's not he's not coming to shutterhound but i don't know if we do a second one shutterhound 2 unmesh boogaloo jesus then <laughs> you had to call then, back to your own joke you had to do it it's a pretty good it's <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good joke but it was funny walking around with with him and you because um between the two of you I mean, especially with him you couldn't walk eight feet without getting stopped with someone who wanted to to take a selfie and, and that sort of thing people and, were like star struck to see him yeah like star i mean he has five million followers on youtube yeah and five he was million. and he was so gracious to like to take the time everyone. to absolutely everyone yeah. to take a photo and say hi and 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 that sort of thing and he's he's such a good dude and i told him like you gotta when next time someone comes up to you if you don't want to and they're like oh my god are you unmesh you just say no i'm rick and just get to give him a, a, a different a different personality um and and rick doesn't know anything about photoshop he's pretty good at lightroom but that's it oh my god <laughs> <laughs> yeah anyways it was lovely to see unmesh and we saw um we saw a lot of really really good friends and mm-hmm. You know, and actually, we met a bunch of people coming to Shutterhound too, which was so exciting. Yeah, that was so, actually kind of crazy to run into people. We're like, "I'm going to Shutterhound yes. in September." We're like, "Oh my god, you're actually coming! You're a real person." So sh- <laughs> shout out! So shout out to to those guys. That was awesome. Yeah. Um, just because you know, at a again a wedding a wedding photography convention, I didn't expect to meet too many dog photographers, but I ran into a couple, and all the ones I ran into are coming to Shutterhound, which is so lovely. So mm-hmm. I am so excited to see them all. Um, you know, obviously, if they're at a at the conference, it kind of shows that they invest in their education education you know so suppose it's not completely off brand for a conference attendee to like be attending another one especially if it's their very specific niche you know what i mean because that's kind of cool yeah. there really hasn't been you know too much for just that specific niche so that's pretty cool um so yeah i just wanted to say that and then the last thing i wanted to say about that and then i'll shut my mouth about it forever or at least for this episode <laughs> is that um we 
also got to meet with our sales team at the our like events team at the Mirage and we got to do some work on the back end for planning some of the events and the things that we have going on uh, at the conference and that was flipping awesome because you know for so long we've been kind of doing all the planning and the setups for our rooms and our speaker stuff and all that from so far away she's just kind of having to remember what it looked like when we visited it at this point it was two years ago right to get mm-hmm. like because that's when we kind of signed all the contracts and everything and that's been ages since we've been there so it was really good to get back there have a tour again of all the spaces get refreshed on what that's going to look like and i'm like honestly freaking out because it is so beautiful like the convention space is so flipping stunning we looked at lots of casinos and like the the mirage convention space is just so beautiful it's so refreshing it's like ethereal and brightly colored and it's just like really like uh, airy and and very like um i don't know clean and modern and just like such a such a perfect space for inspiration yeah we've got our own little private wing and everything it's it's, it's gonna so be cool, cool. and we got cool. we got back out to the pool area we're gonna have the epic junies no swimming vip poolside party mm-hmm. and we got to see you know like the tiki bar that we have rented for it and just just hearing like the sounds of the waterfalls all around it's just such a such an energy and i was like so flipping pumped at that point and i mean i still am but anyway that's what i wanted to say is just like the venue is so beautiful and there's so much to do that's the biggest thing right is like the energy is epic the education is going to be absolutely world-class and then you're in a place with the you know a collection of like the best restaurants in the world the best entertainment in the world you know so if you want to go see like a Cirque show or you know some some like incredible like piece of you know like theater or something you can do that at night you can walk up and down you know Las Vegas Boulevard if you're brave and you want to go to like (laughs) an amazing you know a Gordon Ramsay restaurant or just like a Michelin star restaurant like there's so much to choose from it's it's kind of bananas um so that's gonna be like just the, the, the best part is being with our people and having all those things to do together welcome back Haley. and now i'd like to take a little adventure down las vegas boulevard to the lovely welcome to las vegas sign where we had our shoot with princess cookie and her brother winston if you head to instagram go to at adventures in dog photography you can check out the photo that kaylee is about to describe to you now this is a three-quarter shot kind of shot from the shoulders up so bit of a tighter crop on Princess Cookie. Princess Cookie, the dog who famously has poops the size of a small horse. Um, <laughs> but uh, the good news is there were really no poops in sight at this photo shoot. Um, she kept it together. <laughs> but the photo is shot at twilight. So there's this really like nice deep blue sky with like little hints of wispy pink, kind of purpley pink clouds. And the Las Vegas sign is, of course, turned on. In all its glory, with its lights shining into the evening air, which uh, is kind of this, like, I don't know, red sort of LEDs coming off the sign. Welcome to fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Um, And, I mean, that's kind of, I suppose that's it. I suppose it's kind of, like, corrupt, slightly panoramic, but it won't be on the Instagram, because on Instagram, you gotta have a freaking square for everything. You don't have to have a square. Are you gonna put this up as like a as its original aspect ratio? Yeah, I'll just put it up as is. Okay, all right. That's fine. Well, it's I hard know. to see on Instagram when it's not cropped. I, th- I think people will get the picture. Perfect. And so yes, Princess Cookie, beautiful silver Afghan hound, lovely, bright, uh, shining Las Vegas sign. Um, do you want to talk about this shoot? It was it was a pretty interesting one, a little different than our than our typical shoots. 
Well, you know, what was interesting, first and foremost, is actually I've never been to the Las Vegas sign. Same. You know, I've been to Las Vegas so many times, and I honestly, like, never knew where this even was. And it turns out the reason I never knew is because it's pretty far away from mostly everything. It's all the way down the end of the strip by Mandalay Bay. And Mandalay Bay is, like, the furthest away casino um, on one extreme end and then the other extreme end is like the stratosphere and then everything else kind of happens in between. Yeah, I think our cab driver said it was like four and a half miles or something from the sign to like the mirage where we were. Or the stratosphere. Or the stratosphere. the stratosphere. is like the, the extreme end. So it's like four and a half miles, the strip. Yeah. And this is the one extreme, the other extreme end, you know. Yes, yeah, so um, it's four so- and a half miles or if you're walking, it's 4,000 miles. Yes, in the heat and past a lot of scary things. Yes. <laughs> But, uh, you know, love it or leave it. Las Vegas is pretty rad. Um, Anyway, so I had never been there before. And I realized that actually there's a good reason for that, too. Not only because it's far away, but because it used to actually be like on the road. It's like one of the busiest traffic wise, like roads in the in the United States. And it was kind of inaccessible. It was just like in between, like on the um, kind of the median, right, or whatever, between these like two uh, directions of traffic on one of the busiest roads in, in the U.S. I didn't even think about that. The fact that at some point it was just in the road and right. not like a yeah. proper tourist attraction. Because it was just the sign. Like, yeah. oh, you're welcome to Vegas. Like, you're just supposed to see it on your way in. But then people started, it started to become like this icon. And it showed up in so many like movies and so much like, so much pop culture now. I think it's in, um, is it in The Hangover or something? That sounds likely. I feel like, yeah, they went (laughs) to Vegas. It sounds extremely likely. Yeah, they did like a bunch of stuff in front of the sign. I feel like it's in, well, it's probably in a ton of movies, like probably better movies than The Hangover, to be fair, but. Do you think it's in, um. Rain Man. Rain, it's probably in Rain Man. Probably. Do you think it's in, um. Honey, I blew up the kids. I mean, did they go to Vegas? I'm, I'm pretty sure they do. Oh, I'm pretty one. sure there's a giant baby attacking Vegas. Oh, in, is that, in that what one? it is? Really? Yeah. We should watch that. <laughs> Stop oh. the podcast. Let's watch it now. <laughs> I wonder if that holds up. Uh, anyway, though, so there used to be no, you know, real way to get to it. No safe way. So people used to like pull over real quick and jump out of the car and take a picture. And it was like super dangerous. And then the other thing was... um, if you wanted to like actually walk to it without like dangerously putting your car on the side of like a highway, you would have to park. I think the closest place to park was at like the Mandalay Bay Convention Center, which is like, you know, like $30 or whatever. And you'd park in the garage and then you'd walk some kind of stupid amount of like a mile or I don't know, maybe like three quarters of a mile in the like disgusting Vegas heat. You know what I mean? Most of the time, most times of the year to get out to this like sign, which again, still didn't have a very safe area in front of it. So you'd still have to cross the highway on foot and like the whole thing. So, so I don't know the timeline between when Mandalay Bay was built versus when this became like a, a safe tourist attraction. But there is either way, there is no convenient parking or there wasn't prior to this actually becoming like a thing you could drive to and park at and then get in line for with the rest of the tourists. Yeah. Well, Sam just gave you a large spoiler, which is <laughs> the next there's part. a line. <laughs> so the next part is. So anyway, let me back up a little bit. It's getting me a little off track in my brain here. Um, there. Since recent times, that whole walking to it and having a, like a real trouble to get to it and having the whole thing be dangerous and a whole like messy mess changed relatively recently. I don't know. I have to do my research. I don't know what year, but like pretty recently, I think, where they actually decided to it became such a tourist attraction that they decided to put in a proper parking lot for it 
a safe, like a really safe place to park and leave your car and get out. They widened the whole area so it was safe to like stand and be there, just kind of like standing around. And then they created like this green space around it, which is like AstroTurf. So that's why in my photo, the grass looks so healthy and green because Vegas isn't really known for its healthy green grass. (laughs) But it's AstroTurf and they put that all around the sign. And even they built like this little tiny like hill in front of the sign that people could stand up on so that they could get like closer to the sign and for like a good photo like somebody thought about like it what looks it like takes. a little mini golf yeah area. A little mini golf like hill exactly yeah. and then people stand up on it it gets them closer up to the sign um and yeah i believe our cab driver was so cute she was so excited about us going to the sign and she was telling us about all the history and so she was telling us how the sign was built like in the 50s and like all the different like kind of stories surrounding the sign and stuff so there's some cool like pop culture around it but anyway so she, you know it was funny too because she's like so you just going to take like pictures for like your, your with your iPhone you know for your Facebook <laughs> or whatever and I'm like actually we're dog photographers and we're like doing some special like f- photography for you know for Princess Cookie and her family but also for like Shutterhound and you know kind of for the branding and marketing of that because what what more perfect thing to have a dog in front of the welcome to las vegas sign for our shatterhound event um so she thought that was a riot she's like your dog photographers was that even mean you know so we had to kind of explain our lives <laughs> and our job to her but anyway so yes when you get there um there's parking but because we were in a cab she dropped us off uh met up with our lovely dog models and people and then turned around to realize that there was a very big line <laughs> that you just have to wait in to get up to the sign now you know, if you want to be like shooting off to the side, you can, but there's a lot of people like there's going to be a lot of people in your background. So the best bet is to like wait in the line and then get your like, like 20 second shot at like actually being able to shoot the scene without a whole bunch of people in the background. Yeah, no, there's no one running the line. Although when we got there, there was there was a photographer there who I think he was basically waiting for like a really, really big group that he was supposed to photograph. And and they did like a very quick little shoot in front of it. But he looked very official. And he had then, like an iPad on his waist. Yeah, he, I, I think, think he was using it to like proof the photos yeah. or he was tethered to it or something. Yeah, it was some sort of sales device. But yeah. but it, he looked like he was the line boss, he did. which which was great because it actually forced people to like respect the line. Yeah, and and it moved very orderly until eventually he left and then it got crazy. Yeah, and then people just suddenly like were all over the place. They're like in the backgrounds of other people's photos. They were in the background of our photos. It was kind of, it got a little messy, but the good news is like while like pretend official guy was there who was not at all an official, but people thought he was, uh, I think I had already fired out like my favorite shots before he left. Mm -hmm. So the good news is that you know, I did get a lot of shots before things got messy where I, you know, have barely anyone in the background, which is pretty cool. Yeah. And and I mean, we did we did good respecting the other people and their and their time and the line and everything, because we would stand in that line, get to the front, shoot for literally 45 seconds. Less, maybe even. And, and then get back in line. And the, each time you get back in line, it's 25 minutes, probably. Something 20, like 20 that. 20 to so, 25 minutes, probably, to get back. Because it was probably like, you know, 80 people or something you had to yeah. wait through. So we would always have somebody standing in the line uh, and then the rest of us would go off to the side and, and grab a couple shots at a different angle then get back in the line when it was our time. And you know, just trying to, to not be in anyone's way, not be in the background of anyone's photo and, and you know, just be respectful of that whole process. But I think you, I think you nailed it. Thank um, you. The... <laughs> the, the the tricky thing about once once you get that that photo on the computer you're like oh there are a lot of power lines here 
So yeah, that's the one thing that's that going to get photoshopped out. Bit was yeah, dealing with the power. There's a lot of like industry, you know what I mean? Like industry and commerce and something's going to power that sign. Something's going to power the entire Las Vegas Boulevard. <laughs> and I'm pretty <laughs> sure it's one cable. <laughs> there's like more lumens on that street than friggin' anywhere I've ever been in my entire life. Like blinding you at, at 2 a.m. Like there's just so much light. It's crazy. Uh, which is so weird to think that like less than an hour away is like the Valley of Fire with like a dark sky reserve or mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> Uh, maybe it's not quite a dark sky reserve out there. I don't know, but it's very dark and But peaceful. it's like a different planet it's entirely. It's totally so peaceful. It's so wild. Um, but anyway, yeah. So so I think like this shot, actually, the one we're talking about, although we'll show a couple because there's a couple like really fun ones from yeah. this. I'm really happy with all of them. And as the light changed, we got there and it was like a beautiful like blue sky with puffy clouds, like white puffy clouds kind of day, which was amazing because I, I feel like every time I'm in Vegas, I see just like nothing skies, just like plain blue kind of nothing skies so i was really grateful there was like this cloud texture and then that changed you know intentionally we went there like in the late afternoon so we could watch it change all the way through sunset to twilight to dark because i knew i wanted to get all those feelings of night and the sign lighting up you wouldn't really see the sign lights unless it was like a little darker so i wanted to make sure we got the whole range so we went there at i don't know probably like what did we get there like four and then we shot all the way through like maybe six six o'clock and six thirty and i think sunset was at five thirty uh we weren't there that long we were probably there for 90 minutes total oh you think okay yeah. well we started early enough to go through the whole spectrum of light basically yes it was it was it, it and it changed it seemed it seemed to change like very quickly but we were able to get like bright blue skies twilight skies and pitch black skies well, we got bright blue sun like starting to be sunset then twilight yeah. then pitch black yeah we got it all you got it all, uh, yeah. baby. And, and that was cool to, to, because the, the photos offer such a different look from, from you know, kind of different type of sky light to light. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So uh, this one that I'm talking about, the main one here that we described um, featuring Princess Cookie's three-quarter shot <laughs> with, with a sign is actually one of the ones that I got when we were off to the side and not one of the ones that I got when we waited in line. Mm-hmm. Now, I love the ones that I got when we waited in line and you'll kind of be able to notice which ones those are because they're way more dead on to the sign like you can be in that case you can be directly in front of the sign um in this case i'm way off to the side so the sign's kind of you know i placed it in a way where it's like off to the left of princess cookie which is you know what i wanted i didn't want her head like merging with the sign or anything which is what i found hard about the times that we waited in line i was like actually i almost think the side view is slightly better than the straight view because the straight view it's really hard for me to make the dogs prominent in the frame but then also not having their heads block almost all the letters on the sign Mm -hmm. you really want to like maintain the messaging you know what i mean so i had a bit of a hard time with that but i did end up getting this one of the two of them where they're like separated enough from each other that you can still see the words of the sign between them and they're both head tilting but in the opposite direction i know they're so funny which is so awesome because i was using my dog like a not a dog whistle just like a regular whistle at that time and i was feeling really bad for everybody in line behind us because i was like really blasting on that whistle because i knew i had 30 seconds to get it and it was the only thing that would make them stop like sniffing and doing all kinds like winston was rolling all over the ground like having the best time winston was so funny he at by the end of it he was just like okay i'm done and he laid down on on his back with his legs straight up in the air and just went to sleep like are you sleeping are you serious (laughs) yeah he was like like half snoring it was such a 
flipping riot. Yeah, he had a big day. But the thing is, you'd wait in line for like, like I said, like 20, 25 minutes each time you wanted to get up front. And there's all these people, you know, they're all waiting for their like photo. They, they Most people are just there for like a tourist photo, you know, like with their iPhone of them with their like hands up screaming in front of the sign or whatever. But you get up there and you're like, okay, I'm the only person here that's photographing dogs, you know, and, and dogs don't just stand there. I, I have to, I mean, these dogs are pretty well trained, but they're dogs still. So they... They don't really have a solid stay or a solid sit or anything. So we're just trying to arrange them and like extremely quickly get the shot. And it's like nothing like pressure with, you know, probably 80 people standing behind you all gawking at what you're doing. They're all gawking and staring and making comments. And Well, luckily earlier <laughs> that day, you had, you had just done the exact same thing in front of a trade show full of people and yeah. cannons. So this seemed like much less pressure. It, actually, it did. It did. <laughs> it's funny, too. We did. We had a crazy busy day because that was the day of my presentation. Mm-hmm. And then we had a bunch of stuff in between. And then we met um, Cookie and Winston and family at the sign and did that whole thing. And then we got back and then we like immediately went straight out to dinner with, with Cannon. That's right. Which was, that was a big day. Yeah, it was just busy. We were so busy. And by the end of that, I had no voice for sure. My voice is just like barely coming back. And then I got sick. So who knows? Um, but anyway, so uh, as far as like settings on this shot goes, I wanted to make sure to retain some of the legibility of the sign, right? So I couldn't really shoot this at like F2 because the sign would just be a proper blur. And it would, I mean, you might get the sense of what it is, but you wouldn't be able to read the words on it. So I had to really consider that when I was balancing, you know, like the focus on Cookie with like the story of the sign and still wanting to capture like dark, you know, kind of beautiful dark skies with with um, color and with... um I don't know, just like dimension and tone in them, right? Like, so it had to, there's a lot, a big balancing act in that way. Um, But I'm pretty happy with this. I think, do you know, can I look at the settings on your phone? If I hit, if I hit I, oh yes, it'll tell me. Okay, so I shot this at 24 millimeters, uh, which is kind of interesting for me. I was on my 11 to 24, but I was like zoomed all the way in. Oh, you fancy. I never really do that, but this was like a, if I had cookie at 11 mil, which I like to do, the sign would be so tiny it would, it would be super not, tiny and yeah. you'd probably get all like the the fencing on on either side of uh exactly. of where we were and, and probably the people in line behind you like <laughs> the more i zoomed out the more cars i would get on the sides and the more like tra- like billboards and trash and mm-hmm. you know there was like a harley davidson sign which is so iconic of a of a logo that like if that's in your frame that's the first thing someone's gonna look at all you, know you can I mean? look at yeah so i was like really balancing all those different different um elements but so yeah 24 mil one two hundredth of a second and that's because we were using lighting mm-hmm. um were we using the ice light at this time or were we no i guess no we, we we did we did a little video at the end yeah um and that's when we used the ice light but other than that we had a we had our pro photo and a flash and, okay, or okay. An, um, and a then i'm dish. at f11 iso 640 um yeah and that that all kind of added up to the exposure you know kind of balancing that exposure with the sky and the background and everything because you know the the vegas sign has its own lights to it the sky has its own light in a way right like it's illuminated but the ground isn't illuminated the ground's quite dark um but that's okay i just had to lift the shadows out of the ground pretty decently afterwards it wasn't too bad that was probably like half a stop i had to lift out of the of the ground yeah and you've got those fancy dot cr3 files fancy for for all you nerds out there that's canon's newest uh raw format and it's pretty epic what yeah you can it's, do pretty, with it's it. pretty good yeah and then as far as like photoshopping goes i just had on the right side of cookie there was two guys like texting they were like standing there looking at their phones texting and i was like so annoyed i was like why are you in the background of this you're supposed to be in line but they were like out of line like trying to 
I don't know if they were trying to cut or what they were trying to do, but they were off to the side in the background. So I had to remove them. But, you know, other than that and the power lines, there was a decent amount of power line work. Yeah. But And the Harley Davidson sign. The Harley Davidson sign, which only barely made it in on the edge. But I did I did work on getting that out because, yeah. like I said, it was it was pretty distracting. So other than that, though, I mean, you know, very great majority of it in camera. And it was a lot of balancing, but I'm really happy with how it came out. It was it was really tough, especially under pressure like that. Um, and like I said, we got a lot of other shots, too, that I'm really happy with. And, and we did the whole range from day to night. So I have some really fun daytime ones with puffy clouds, which I was, again, so thrilled that the sky was so nice. And then um, and, and it was kind of windy, which was amazing because Cookie and Winston, Afghan hounds, have this beautiful long hair. And of course, their mom is the be- she's the best ever. She's such a good dog wrangler. Um, she was there with like a brush in hand. So between every shot, she's like brushing their hair and kind of making them look primmed and perfect. Um, so their hair just looks so epic with like a little bit of wind in it. It's just really special. It's not something you can really like fake. Yeah, I suppose we could have used like the reflector and tried to like kind of uh, fan that at them to make some wind. But we already have our hands so full holding lights and heavy cameras and treats and peanut butter that we would. And we're trying to work within a 30 second period every time. So it's it's a lot. It's a lot to deal with. Um, So are are we able to share any of that that slow-mo video that we oh yeah let's share it why not yeah that's That's for yeah we have some some ultimate purposes for that but it'll be fun to share we're just getting into some video i mean for years we've been doing video stuff but really trying to get into some seriously like amazing 4k slow-mo type of video and we did some work on that too at the sign which was really cool because i'm not really used to doing a lot of that especially with the same settings as my shoot like usually video is a completely separate thing where I do in a different spot entirely. But I was like, let's try to recreate this photo, but moving, mm-hmm. you know, which was a whole thing because then you're balancing light. But now it can't be a strobe. It has to be constant. It's not as powerful. And that's a whole thing. So we waited until it got kind of dark for that. So the sign would really glow. And I think and the video that. is really cool. So we'll, let's we'll pop, share that too. We'll pop it a little bit up there. Maybe we'll put some epic music with it. And welcome back. Well, welcome. It's it's great to see you again. <laughs> it's great to be seen. <laughs> Even though we haven't left the room. How are no, you? We're still in the same room. I'm okay. I'm sick. I mean, you know, it is what it is. It's all right. I am like sniffly and my head feels like a balloon and I've been doing like a little bit of coughing, a decent amount of sneezing, which I'm trying to do as far away from you as possible. Um, and, but the good news is I don't really have like a sore throat or anything because I've got to say the sore throat... I did have for the first couple of days and it is the worst. You so take for granted like the ability to just swallow without pain on any normal day. It's like the most beautiful, incredible thing to just, you know, Try swallow. <laughs> have a sip. Oh, God. Try. Take that out. Take that <laughs> Try having a burned esophagus. <laughs> That's right. Did you tell that story? Yes, I did. Do you know? Do you remember when at Canon when I was giving my presentation and I was like trying to get photos of Bootsy licking peanut butter? Well, actually, it was his his chicken flavored toothpaste because he yeah. wasn't allowed to have peanut butter. <laughs> um, and I, I said, all right, guys, like, here we go. I'm going to try to get, I'm going to try to get this photo of Bootsy with his tongue out. But I, oh man, I can't really get the tongue rhythm right. <laughs> That's right. And, and then I said, you go. I said, you didn't expect to hear the phrase tongue rhythm at this presentation, <laughs> but here we are. <laughs> and as soon as I said it, I was like, what did I just say? <laughs> like in front of like however hundred people, many hundreds of people like in the trade show. <laughs> yeah. Whenever you say something that, uh, that, you know, is, is, uh, 
What am I trying to say? Whenever you say something that is uh, a slightly inappropriate or just a bizarre turn of phrase, like I am there to point it out for you. Yeah, no, I realize that. <laughs> I, this episode is 100% highlighted all of that for me. So thank you for that, Sam. All right, so Sam, we got to wrap up here because it's been a long one. We always say it's not going to be so long and then it's so goddamn long. <laughs> well, you always say it's not going to be so long. I live in the real world okay. and I know what a podcast with you is like. All right, Sam, I've got something for you uh-huh oh you had something from oh, god in Here 2022 go. oh, oh no rover surveyed over 1 million pet parents to determine the most popular dog names of 2022 so let me ask you can you give me the top five most popular boy dog names brady nope it's not on there that's bull oh because yeah you have something to take up with the <laughs> rover.com people yes because uh, trust me as people that that well, photographed do- yeah i know right it's, it's brady <laughs> and then our dog gronk <laughs> it always is it's always it's yes it's always something like there's that a, yeah well that's a yeah there's a lot of sports okay fan all right all right top five all right i'm gonna i'm gonna rattle some off we got cooper you got cooper yep number right. three that's number three yeah, number three okay <laughs> someone at home is like my dog's name cooper I know. listen i had and a that's to- fine listen i had a toby forever so i yeah. get it i get it uh i, I want to say toby's probably out of date by now yeah did you want me to confirm yeah yeah, yeah okay toby's, all right, toby's all right. Out of date. so we got cooper we got a, a brad what <laughs> <laughs> you're like oh i think i'm isaac <laughs> what a weird thing to say sam uh G- gemini <laughs> Wow, you're doing great. Stanley. You're doing great. This is what a what a great use of our time. Okay, all right. Hang on, <laughs> hang on. Uh Oscar. No, not on the, not even in top ten. St- st- Why are you going with Stanley? <laughs> Why are you going with Stanley so much? I don't you're know. You're like Chooch Kukenstein. <laughs> God, you're so bad at this. I like Chooch Kukenstein. <laughs> It's a great name for a dog, actually. See, I can come up with like with insane names, no problem. But you asked me to like what what Wait, I would name what's... a dog if I had no imagination. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just go with that. Okay. Um, I would name uh, Fido. No, Fido's not on there. People, I know that's, that's from like the twenties, exactly. Like, that's from like the nineteen twenties standard at this point. People okay. Don't want that. Even all right. All right. Real real answers. I got Cooper pretty quickly. Yeah. Okay. So keep moving. Okay. Um, Milo. Yes, number four, Milo. Oh, yeah. All right. Um, Cooper, Milo, uh, Duke. Duke is on there, but it's number nine, so you're, right. you're out. Okay. Is that a street three strike system? Because well, I, I mean, you... I've I've answered forty yeah. forty times. All right, so you're out. You want me to give you them? All right, give them to me. Number five. Yeah. Buddy. Okay. Number four, Milo. Yeah. Number three, Cooper. Mm-hmm. Number two, Charlie. Number. It- Interesting. Number okay. one, Max. Huh. I have I, had a photo shoot with every single one of these dogs. <laughs> oh, every definitely. Every single one of these dogs are in my like client list like multiple times. But listen, I I get no shade. I like all dogs and all dog names. Listen, I wonder if Max is popular now because people, a, a lot of people get dogs before they have kids, right? Yeah. So you're talking like somewhat young, young professionals, late 20s, yeah. early 30s, yeah. that sort of thing. And I wonder if they're thinking of Goofy's son, Max. Oh, my God. From the 1995 movie, (laughs) A Goofy Story. 1995 smash hit the Goofy movie. It's It's not a Goofy story. It's called a Goofy movie. All right. A Goofy movie and uh, in its sequel, a very Goofy sequel. 
Do you remember the song from no, a Goofy movie? No, I've actually never seen it. You're a fool. I know. I know. You're a fool. The the song from Powerline, which is which is not written by Michael Jackson. I guess people are people are starting to uh, suspect that the Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster, which is at Hollywood Studios at Disney World, mm-hmm. is it's changing. Like Aerosmith's coming off the IP for that. Yep. Per, everyone's saying it's going to be Powerline. Oh my God! Yeah, that yeah. would be because um, it's like a Disney band, right? Because they own the IP. They yeah, they definitely paid someone like a, a nickel to write this song, and I'm sure they own it forever. It's called Eye to Eye, yeah. and that song slaps. Imagine, imagine if that roller coaster just only went around to Eye to Eye. Um, I would 100 percent ride that. You're there for it. I'm there for it. Sam, I have to pee so bad. Let's do the girl names. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So ready for the girl names? All right, All Wendy. Right, so you- Wendy. Belinda. You're out. Maxine. <laughs> Imagine if number one was Maxine. Du- Duke Chetta. Duke Chetta? That sounds like some type of cheese. <laughs> like a real fancy cheese from the Gruyere region of France. The Gruyere region? Gruyere. Uh, Junie. No, Junie is not. Uh, let's see. All right. Real answer. Yeah, my God. You're really bad at this. I can't. Okay. All right. Real. You, get, you know what? I think you get nervous to show any potential like weakness. I have. I you really no, do. I have no weakness. You're one of those guys that like doesn't do anything unless you're insanely good at it. But I'm insanely good at so many nah, things. Really. All right, Sadie. Sadie's on there, but it's not top five. It's <sighs> number eight. Garbage. Um, princess Cookie. No. <laughs> <laughs> what is the specific dog we just name? photographed? Princess Cookie. Yeah. No, she's not on there. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> I don't know. Just give them to wow, me. Wow, you're wild tonight. You really don't have even a guess. I mean, come I've on. got the sleepy hahas. Yeah, I think you do, and we still have to have stuffed also, peppers. For also, dinner. yeah, I still need to cook dinner. Was what you mean? How about and my mom's dog? I know my mom's dog with the most generic dog name of all oh, time. Oh, what Lily? Lily. All right, that makes sense. Number five is Lily. Yep. Give me one more guess. You can handle this. All right, Belinda. Jesus, you said Belinda. <laughs> Belinda was your first choice. (laughs) Do you remember remember Belinda was was Dorothy's chicken in Return to Oz? Yeah, I do, but she was like kind of terrifying, actually. Didn't I hate her voice? Yes. The chicken? Yes. Yeah. Return to Oz is like a horror movie. Yeah, do you know that chickens are poison to gnomes? Is that from the movie? Yes. (laughs) Okay. All right, so you're not gonna guess another one because you gave me Belinda twice, so I'm calling it. Okay. Okay. Belina. Right. So, so number. Belina. That's sorry. That was the chicken's oh, name. Oh, you're totally right. And yep. everyone who's a fan of that movie is like t- like smiting you straight to hell right hey, now. Hey, I just remember. It, it, give me give me eight seconds. I remembered. So five is Lily. Four yep. is Lucy. Three is Daisy. Two is Bella. One is Luna. I I probably could have guessed that had my brain of functioned course. properly. Yeah, just, I lost the light in your eyes like 25 minutes ago. <laughs> like you, <laughs> I just have dead glassy yeah, you eyes. Yeah, like I just exactly. <laughs> It's kind of terrifying, actually. So with that, we probably are out for yep. this week. So, all right. So you got to sing us out. and Do you gotta, have to? Yeah, that's, I think you pretty much backed yourself into a corner <laughs> on this one. And I think this one should be about, about dog names. I've established that I'm going to sing our way out. Oh, yeah. I'm going to sing our way out. Every week it's going to be a song about Lucy. It's going to be a song about Bella. Okay. Bella and Luna. Okay. And it's going to be a song about Max, but not Maxine. See you later. Adventures in Dog Photography with Kaylee Greer and Sam Haddix is a Dog Breath production. Follow us on Instagram at Adventures in Dog Photography and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.